don't even know if I'm needed here after hearing James. I mean, that, that guy. Is it in fuego? I mean, that's in fuego. Yeah, he's talking about the book, Igniting Faith in 40 Days. <clears throat> and that's, um, that's a great, I, I shared that last night. And it's a 40-day negativity fast. It's a book on hope, book on declarations, and got a whole process of it's going to bring breakthrough. So that's back up. I, I actually have four Spanish books as well on the table. We didn't put those out last night, but four Spanish books. That that book, uh, I don't know how you say it in Spanish, but Igniting Faith in 40 Days is there. And then there's uh, Let's Just Laugh at That. It's back there. I don't have that one in English here. What's that? Uh, Rom Romos? Is there a, 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 I can't remember what the word is. Yeah. Let's just, yep, let's just laugh at that. Then there's, let me, let me see if I can pronounce this one. Declarations. <laughs> How is that? Is that, is that, that was brilliant? Yeah, yeah thanks. I, I need that. Uh, and then what's the other one? I think the other one's Victorious Mindsets. I did, um, I do, as I shared last night, and if you, Welcome if you weren't here last night. And I do a podcast and blog every week. And the one I did this that's coming out, it's already out, the, the podcast, um, is 12 spiritual, this is this week's, 12 spiritual experiments to try. Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, last night we had Robert up here who's a spiritual experimenter. He's kind of like a mad scientist in the spirit realm, <laughs> trying things. <laughs> By the way, there's no progress unless somebody's trying something new. I used to have more faith in the devil's ability to deceive me than the Holy Spirit's ability to lead me. So I never did anything. And leaders try new things. So here, here let me just tell you the, the 12. Uh, one is attaching faith to upcoming events. I like that because I'll, I'll pull my calendar out and I'll look at what's happening in the future. I look at what's happening. Yep. I'm going to Phoenix. Mm -hmm. And then I say to myself, that's going to be a powerful time. God's going to show up. Or I look at just an event like a, tomorrow we're, we're flying home. It's going to be a great flight. It's divine appointments tomorrow. Yep. And, and when I get home, we're just having a great time with Wendy. And, and then the second is a, a Thanksgiving rampage. This is an experiment. Go on a, you know, a week rampage, 30-day rampage. Thanksgiving rampage, that's just where you just turn your Thanksgiving up 10 times to the Lord, to other people. You thank people. You send texts thanking them specifically for things. That's a rampage testimony feast. I had a friend of mine who uh, some know who the BLN crowd, Levi Hug, who, um, is he, he's been here, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah Levi. Oh, God, you guys know Levi. 
He might have shared this. He's, he's a spiritual experimenter. He was doing a 10-hour drive from Oregon to Redding, and he decided to experiment. And he had a friend with him, and they decided for the whole 10 hours, all they were going to do is share testimonies. <laughs> it's all they did the whole trip, just share testimonies of what God has done. My, and by the time they, they got home, they were on fire. Uh, a fourth experiment is fasting. Just experiment with fasting, you know, whether just water fast, Daniel fast, just vegetables and that, or fasting media, uh, fasting. Uh, we, we fast negativity, feast on positivity, just doing a, we do that every year for Lent. Uh, and we have that on our website, a uh, 40-day negativity fast, positivity feast. You can do it anytime. And, and that's, a, that's a good experiment. Uh, number five is mega doses of scripture and teachings. It's a, that's another experiment. Just go through a mega dose, a week of uh, Bill Johnson, senior pastor of Bethel Church, when he was in Weaverville pastoring, he, he, I remember when he came out to Nevada, he would share one of his counseling techniques. If someone would come to him for and say, I need to meet with you, I have this, this problem, Bill would prescribe mega doses of the word and teaching and worship and prayer. And to just go home, just, just, just have mega, and he said most of those people didn't need to see him the next week. Someone just go, hmm, hmm, <laughs> yeah, you know, that could kind of decrease the counseling. You know, I, I'm, always, I'm always for them. Um, and then number six, experiment praying in the spirit. Just, uh, yeah, just pray in tongues for Robert's got his Monday 30-minute prayer time on Zoom with a pray in tongues for 30 minutes. Yeah, I mean, just yeah, increase it. A daily communion is a great experiment. Doing daily communion for a month. Hundred declarations or more a day experiment. That's a great experiment. You just say, oh, I'm just going to try that out. We, we, we've had people give some of the greatest testimonies just from, from doing that. So, so often we're just waiting for a command. I'm waiting, God, for you to tell me what to do. Ha ha. I mean, uh, Peter, he experimented. Jesus is walking on the water. Uh, he didn't, I don't think he heard a command. Peter, now say these words. If it is you, Lord, tell me to come. <laughs> uh, he just, he had an idea. Hey, if it's you, I want to come. I want to experiment here. Come. Ooh, oh, I'm going to get out. That's a, that's a high-level experiment. You got to, uh, Daniel and his three teenage buddies in Daniel 1. They don't want to eat the food in Babylon. And they said, hey, basically, let's do an experiment. How about 10 days we just eating vegetables and that, and, and we'll just, just, let's just try it out. Let's see what happens. And in 10 days, they, they looked better than everybody else. They, they had an experiment. 
Another one experiment is practice enjoying yourself in the Lord. Do an experiment maybe for a week where you're just going to say, I'm going to enjoy myself in the Lord. Psalm 37 verse 4 says, delight yourself in the Lord. He'll give you the desires of your heart. I love to put the word enjoy yourself in the Lord. And because it, it makes it more practical for me. Yep, I'm going to enjoy myself. And if you're going to enjoy yourself in the Lord, you're going to... I've noticed this about myself. You're going to have to overcome some things. Because there's a lot of religious reasons why I shouldn't enjoy myself. <laughs> Matter of fact, my old mindset is, is if I am enjoying myself, I'm not getting it. Because <laughs> if I really got it, I wouldn't enjoy myself. <laughs> <laughs> There's a First Peter three ten is a, a power verse. It says, "He who would love life, just say I love life. He who would love life and see good days, let him refrain his tongue from uh, speaking evil and his lips from speaking deceit. Lips from deceit. I mean, basically, there's a difference between loving God and loving life." And if you go on a journey of saying, I'm going to experiment and, and just love life and enjoy life for a week, that's a fun experiment. That'll pull up some roots of some stuff there. <laughs> that, that will. Because <laughs> I, I, there's always been a reason why I shouldn't enjoy life. What did Jesus say? Did he say, I've come to give you a limited life? <laughs> Another experiment is family dreaming. Just get your family members around, whether they're young, whether they're grown, and say, Let's, what's, what's your dreams? Listen to each other's dreams. Let's pray into that. How can we help you get there? Uh, number 11 experiment is soaking prayer. Soaking prayer. My wife, Wendy, she's a soaker. She, she just, uh, she says 90% 90, 90 of her prayer life is listening. When I grow up, I want to be like Wendy. Yeah, yeah, just, uh, just, uh, yeah, she's, she's just soaking and, and puts worship music on. And we'll spend 20 minutes to a half hour just listening, receiving, quieting herself. And she, <clears throat> she was having a conversation years ago with the Lord and said, Lord, it's just so hard to be anointed. By the way, let's laugh at that. <laughs> and she hears this no Wendy it's easy even a handkerchief can do it <laughs> even a handkerchief Acts 19 Paul's aprons and handkerchiefs they soaked it up 
<laughs> Something's happening in that section back there. It just kind of. By the way, we welcome the online crowd. Somebody is watching online or even watching the recording. You're going to hear something today that's going to change everything. Something's going to happen. You're going to get an impartation. It's going to change everything. And then um, the last uh, experiment, and these are just 12. I mean, there's so many others. You guys can come up with others. Um, this is high-level listening. Just do an experiment of high-level listening, of where the focus is on seeking to understand before seeking to be understood and taking that to another level. I mean, I was just having fun listening to James. Man, he's on fire. I was just saying, man, that guy. Yeah, he's talking about 40 days. And you know, he's talking about the power of, of declaring promises. I heard that. I heard it. I said, wow, that, that, I mean, I was convinced even before, but I got more convinced. <laughs> I know. I just, I, I, got, I need to read my own material. <laughs> I mean, that's not... <laughs> so those are some experiments and, and I'll say it again there's no progress unless somebody's trying something new many of the things I do I've never I never heard anybody talk about laughing at lies that was I experimented with laughing at lies I heard read Psalm 2 4 it says he who sits in the heavens laughs mm -hmm. I said well I'm made in his image. Mm -hmm. Jesus says, I only do what I see the Father doing. Uh -huh. He sees him laughing in the heavens. And I said, well, what's he laughing at? He's laughing at, the context is, he's laughing at what his enemies are saying and planning. That's Psalm 2, yeah. So I got an idea. Well, I'm going to try something. I'm going to, when I hear a lie from the enemy, I'm going to put language to it, say it out loud, and then laugh at it. And, and I found out, wow, this is powerful. It's kind of fun. Then we, I started laughter prayer meetings. I love all kinds of prayer meetings. I mean, whether governmental prayer meetings, soaking prayer meetings, pre-service prayer meetings, healing prayer meetings. Uh, but we, we also had laughter prayer meetings. We'd get in a group, and we'd say, anybody heard any good lies lately? <laughs> yep, someone says, yep, here's a lie I heard this week. My husband will never change. <laughs> Thanks for sharing that, sister. <laughs> Someone else would share a lie like this. Um, my prayers for my family are not working. <laughs> not quite as much laughter on that one. <laughs> you have to get somebody that to think. That may be true. No, it's a lie. It's a lie. So it's just, um, and that's what really makes the Christian life um, part of it. It makes it an adventure.
Because if you're, if you're experimenting, you're actually moving forward. You're actually, because you, hope, my, my favorite, this is a hope explosion. time. And, and my favorite definition of hope is that hope is the belief that the future will be better than the present. And I have the power to help make it so. Hope is the belief that the future will be better than the present. And I have the power to help make it so. And wherever there's a lack of hope or no hope, all improvements and excellence stops. Because there's nothing, because if there's nothing to live for, if things aren't going to get better, why, why try anything? If I don't believe that. Martin Luther King Jr. says, I have a dream. So I've got a dream that it's going to get better for my people. I believe it's going to get better. And that dream fueled him. And there, there's a town that was going to be uh, covered by a reservoir. They were building a dam. And the water was going to cause the town to no longer exist. And once they found that out, all improvements stopped. Why? Because no, and and it's the same way. And the more hope and the more hope and vision I have for the future, because hope and vision are tied together. Without a vision, the people perish. The more hope I have for the future is more more power and purpose I have in the present. Because I know things are going to get better. And, and and the enemy always wants us to believe things are going to get worse. Let's laugh at that. Ha <laughs> ha. He always wants us to believe that. Because if we, if we subconsciously believe things are going to get worse, then we become neutralized. And, and then we stop having vision. We stop trying new things. We stop moving forward within our lives. I, I love... Um, Exodus 14, 15, where the children of Israel, they are in a pickle. They have Red Sea in front of them, and they have Egyptians chasing them down. Their future is blocked, and their past is catching up with them. How many of you know that's a challenge? And, and they're crying out to God. And, and this is what the Lord tells Moses in Exodus 14, 15. Why are you crying out to me? <laughs> it, it's like, uh, wow, I thought that's what we're supposed to do. I thought it's called prayer. <laughs> I mean, I thought, <laughs> why are you crying out to me? Tell my people to move forward. And it's amazing when they <clears throat> when they move forward, the Red Sea parted. One of my favorite declarations is my for forward movement causes Red Seas to part. My forward movement causes Red Seas to part. Say that with me. My forward movement causes Red Seas to part. Say it again. My forward movement causes Red Seas to part. 
And so, again, we get vision, we get hope. That's why a hope explosion is not just, whoo, yeah, I just hope I feel better. <laughs> hope, I, hope I feel better after the meetings. I mean, I want to feel better. <laughs> That's better than feeling bad. But the goal is more than that. The goal is when you get an explosion of hope, it causes you to move forward. It causes you to experiment. It causes you to, to actually invest in your future because you believe there's a future. Yeah, I mean, one of the greatest questions we can ask is, Lord, what does it look like for me to move forward in this season? What does it look like for me to move forward? Because I, I just can't play defense. I can't just, I mean, you got Gideon, Judges 6, got, he's in a wine press threshing weed. His goal is not to move backwards anymore. His goal is not to lose anything else. And, and I've been there. Man, I don't want to lose anything more. And, and then he gets a prophetic word. Angel appears to him. I mean, this is a really bad time in the nation of Israel. I mean, the Midianites are oppressing them. God's people seem to be losing God's people seem to be losing. And an angel appears to him. The Lord is with you, mighty warrior. <laughs> God's trying to give him vision, trying to give him hope. Because he's a man without hope. And he, he must have thought that angel is new to angelic prophetic ministry. <laughs> or his spiritual GPS system was off. <laughs> Got the wrong guy. Because <laughs> he thought, that word's ridiculous. That's a ridiculous word. The Lord's with you, mighty man of valor. I mean, he's a, he starts arguing out of his past experience, out of his pain, out of his um, not wanting to get his hopes up to be disappointed again. He starts arguing out of that. Hey, if the Lord's with us, why has all this happened to us? Ha ha. Where are all the miracles? Where are they? Mm -hmm. None of us can relate to Gideon. <laughs> the Lord's abandoned us. It's too late, basically, is what he was saying. And, but basically, God was saying, Gideon. Get your hopes up. By the way, the most important words you and I need to hear will sound ridiculous when we first hear them. 
me say that again. The most important words you and I need to hear will sound ridiculous when we first hear them. Because they won't be in agreement with our past experience. Because one of the greatest purposes of prophetic ministry is to break off our agreement with the past. We don't deny the past, we just don't get our beliefs from it. We don't deny it's been hard, we just don't call it hard. Because once we call it hard, that becomes a stronghold. That's, that's bigger than anything the devil's doing. Sometimes we'll, we'll in prophetic ministry, we'll want feedback to help us know if we're on the right track as we release a word. We'll say, hey, uh, does this word make sense to you? Can you, can you imagine Gideon saying, <clears throat> the angel saying to Gideon, hey, uh, Gideon, does this word, uh, the Lord is with you, mighty warrior, make sense to you? Ha, ha. Ha, Gideon say, no. That doesn't make sense. Let's laugh at this. If a word <clears throat> is really from God for you, the moment you hear it, it will always make sense to you. Ha ha. Ha ha ha. Ha ha ha. If we're only prophesying things that are making sense, we're not prophesying high enough. To he, I mean, just this whole vision and getting, getting vision. I mean, hope's hope's risky. Whoo, hope, man. I was in a meeting in England a few years ago, and I was, as you know, I like to have people say things. And I try. I said. Frequently in the meeting, I had them say, I'll never be the same again after this meeting. Why don't you say that, by the way? Why don't you say that again? Now, I got an email a couple years later after that meeting of somebody who was in the meeting who said, when you told us to say, I'll never be the same again, I said to myself, I'm not going to say that. Ha <laughs> ha. <laughs> and again, I understand that because her, she's her fear of being disappointed again was greater than vision for her life. And, and I've been there. Some of you might be there today. You just say because because you have a hope explosion uh, meeting and a hope explosion speaker. That that our, our strongholds hate hope. By the way. Our strongholds hate hope. Gideon's stronghold hated hope. And she said, well, you, ha you kept having us say it. And she said, I finally said it. <laughs> I finally said it. 
<laughs> Finally had the courage to get it out of my mouth. I'll never be the same again after this meeting. And she said, you know what? I was never the same again after this meeting, after that meeting. She told me that two years later. I wasn't the same again. So, yeah, hope is risky because, but, but there's, there, there's, two, there's two ways we can live. We can live a hopeless life and never be disappointed. Someone say boo. Or we can live a hope-filled life with, with occasional disappointments. Yay. The goal of our life is, is not to never be disappointed. And by the way, the Lord, there's people in this room who the Lord's healing brokenheartedness right now because of disappointment in this meeting right now. Isaiah 61, the spirit of sovereign Lord is upon me. He has anointed me, and he lists all these things, and one of them is to heal the brokenhearted, to heal the one who's been disappointed. Who's, and we all have brokenness in our hearts at some level. Thank you, Lord, for that healing. Thank you, Lord, just for, for touching. And you've already been touching through the years with many. And, and thank you, Lord, for that, that you're the one who restores our soul. In this meeting, it's happening. Somebody watching online right now, there's just, there's, the anointing is healing the brokenhearted. And we like Gideon, we just, um, yeah, I, I like looking at who God used in the Bible because it, it encourages me. Because Nick, you know, if I was God, I wouldn't have used half the people he used. <laughs> <laughs> so here i want to i want to pause for a moment this is this is fun with you guys um let me just from what was shared this last night or this morning so far uh, if there's a phrase or something that is really spoken to you uh, i love you um if you have one of those, you can raise your hand. I'll call on you. You say the phrase. I'll repeat it so people on can can hear that. So just try to share the phrase. But I want I want to connect with what has spoken to you so far. So who wants who wants to start that? Yep. Yep. God trust you. Figure it out. That was out of Second Corinthians nine seven last night where. Paul says, but each one must give as he has decided in his heart, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. God loves a cheerful decider, and he's empowered us. We're going to figure it out. Isn't that wonderful? We're not just slaves. What else? Yep. (laughs) God loves to partner with unreasonably optimistic people. Yes. I think, yeah, those who believe they always know what to do, always know what to do. Isn't that funny how that works? Yep. 
Oh, I love that. Yeah, we get our identity out of what we were created to do, not what we've done. An apple tree, we don't wait for an apple tree to have apples on it before we call it an apple tree. Very good. Forward movement causes Red Seas to part. Someone just go, ah, ah. Yeah, there's no progress unless someone's trying something new. Somebody's experimenting. Yep, hope is the belief that the future will be better than the present, and I have the power to help make it so. Yeah, yeah. I used to be a thermometer, and I only used my words to describe my life, not to change my life. We're, we are thermostats. And where we use our words to change our lives, not just describe our lives. You're a promise revealer. Right living comes from right believing. Fear of being disappointed again can become stronger than vision and hope for the future. You guys are good listeners. Yes. Yeah, I used to have more faith in the devil's ability to deceive me than the Holy Spirit's ability to lead me. So I was in a, I was in like a spiritual straitjacket. I just can't move. I can't do anything because I might be wrong. I might get deceived. You get good people around you. Stay in the word. Um, yeah, it's there's Holy Spirit. He's a genius. He's gonna give you ideas. He's gonna say, Hey, your money to pay taxes is an officious mouth. Mm-hmm. Hey, there's bitter waters there. Um, why don't you just throw a stick in it? You know, just see what happens. Throw a tree into the water. Anybody else? <laughs> yep. Well, every area of your life that doesn't glisten with hope means you're believing a lie. And that area is a stronghold of the devil in your life. 90% of effective prayer is listening. Yes, that's my, my wife's, uh, yes, her belief. She is a great listener. <clears throat> yep, the same way you get into the kingdom is the same way you advance in the kingdom is by hearing good news and believing it. Strongholds hate hope. Because mm -hmm. they know once they get hope, because Gideon's, again, stronghold hated hope. And, and, 
it argued the stronghold out of the abundance of heart the mouth spoke the lord says the lord is with you or the angel said the lord is with you mighty warrior then god says um, go in the strength that you have and, and you'll defeat midian and he finally got it he, it, it started with the ridiculous and this is the normal pattern for us as we get breakthrough we hear something that's for us and our first reaction is that's ridiculous <laughs> then we start getting a little we open ourselves up hmm maybe that's possible maybe maybe we we take the risk oh, maybe i could get my hope maybe that could be me and then then I mean, with Gideon, he he once he started thinking it's possible, then he started interacting with the Lord on it. Hey, uh, God, uh, let's do a fleece. He got a, he he started he he entertained it and he started dialoguing with the Lord, and, and, he, and he and he looked for some signs. Give me a sign. Mm -hmm. And he got a sign. And once we actually open up to that and, and then we are willing to hope, then God does things that will push us over the top. I mean, he's, he's going to the Midianite camp. And most of you know the story, so he's sneaking around there. And then he, he gets by one tent and he hears two guys talking in there. One says, hey, I had a dream. Barley loaf blew through camp. <laughs> the other guy says, that's Gideon. I don't know what dream interpretation school he went to. <laughs> that's Gideon, and then Gideon's hearing this. Can you imagine? I mean. And that's when he became fully convinced because of a supernatural phenomenon that and he he believed it so much he had negative church growth from 30,000 down to 300. <laughs> he believed it so much he didn't even care how many people he had. He says, how is going to happen? And that's that. That's the journey. So, if if we're going, that's why meetings like this are so powerful. That's why I love having a team, because some of the things they'll they'll prophesy will sound ridiculous. You know, sometimes we'll we'll hear a word for somebody because you know if I would have been Gideon's friend, and I would have heard the word mighty warrior, and let's say Renee and I were. Gideon's friends, I would have said, hey, <clears throat> Renee, that's a bad word by the angel. My, the Lord's with Gideon, mighty warrior. Let's just laugh at that. I mean, we've, been with, we've known Gideon for decades. I mean, Gideon's got so many issues. His issues have issues. <laughs> I mean, that's a bad word. That's just, a, that's a bad word. That guy must, he, he's not... He's not good in prophetic ministry, that angel. Yeah, I mean, he's way off. I mean, you know, he's in, he's in here hiding. We've been 
watching him hide. He's got a spirit of fear. We've been trying to cast the spirit of fear out of him for a long time. It just won't go. You know, Renee, we, we know God would never use anybody who battles fear to do great things. Ha, ha, ha. Ha, ha, ha. Ha, ha. And, and he's bitter at God. I mean, he says God's abandoned us. God's our problem. Yeah. And we know once somebody becomes bitter at God, God permanently puts them on the shelf, Renee. <laughs> They're permanently on the shelf because that's one thing God just can't handle. <laughs> Somebody who becomes even slightly bitter at him. He just, poof, gone. And you know, Renee, he's, he's got bad theology. I mean, I, he says there's no more miracles. I think I even heard him once say that miracles stopped with Moses. <laughs> yeah, stop with Moses and the Pentateuch. Yeah, the first five books of the Bible, that ended it. Yep. We know God never uses anybody who doesn't have perfect theology. I mean, they got they they have to they have to line up completely with what I believe is right <laughs> to be used of God. Because God's very limited in in the kind of person He uses. <laughs> and, and you know, Renee, yep. And you you've heard this. You know, we we've been with Gideon, and he's always complaining about his family. <laughs> I know he's, he, he says he's, always, he's declaring into the atmosphere that his family is the worst of all families. <laughs> and and he, then he says he's the worst in the family. I know. He, says, he's, yeah, he said, I'm a loser. You know, he says, and we, and we agree. <laughs> we know. And we also know that, you know, God, God doesn't use people who come from poor families. <laughs> That's a bad word, yeah, that angel. We'll pull him aside later. <laughs> That's why sometimes a prophetic word can be given in a meeting to somebody. And... Um, I've thought this because it doesn't line up with their history. I think they missed that. Yep. They must have, they missed it because that's not them. Let's laugh at that. Ha ha. Whew. This is, this is fun. All right. Anybody else hear anything? Yeah, both the devil and God need our words to accomplish their will. Something's going to happen. Something has to be spoken. Mm. Shaka rumba. That's a good one. Anytime we attach faith to what we're doing, we get power, energy, and cheerfulness. 
What else? God loves a cheerful decider. Yes, he does. Mm. Yep, God will want you to do something that will sound ridiculous at first. <laughs> yep, it's not hard to be anointed. Even a handkerchief can do it. Well, let me do, um, let me go a little deeper. Last night, I talked about my friend who I'd call him up, and he would answer the phone in the non-traditional way. What did he say? What do you know? What do you know? And I phone heaven in prayer, and I hear the same words. What do you know, Steve? And so we talked last night about three things to know. What was the first one? Know what to believe. Number two, know what to say. And number three, know what to do. And so let's let's go deeper in that. Let's talk, and we we've touched on it, even even this whole area. Okay, know what to believe. I think it's um, Romans fifteen thirteen says this. It says now say now. When's now? Right now. Okay. Now may the God of hope fill you. When? Tomorrow, when all your problems are over, when things get better in the country, <laughs> when, now, now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace. Now, hope has two buddies who hang out with him. One's called all joy, the other's called peace. Anytime you find true joy, True, true hope, you're going to find all joy and peace. They're going to come together. Now, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing. Say, in believing. And it goes on to say that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. And so the, the, the key words in there are in believing. Because the moment we believe truth is the moment we get filled by the God of hope. So increasing hope is the evidence I'm renewing my mind with truth instead of lies. Decreasing hope is the evidence I'm renewing my mind with lies instead of truth. Because if you boil Romans 15, 13 down to its essence, it's this. Now may the God of hope fill you in believing. And I love it. It says then it goes on that that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. You start believing, and then the Holy Spirit explodes hope in us. He, he just, you just give the Holy Spirit just a little bit to work with in our beliefs. And then we abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. And I love that abounding. It's, it's, it's like the Tigger anointing. <laughs> yeah, Tigger. Mm-hmm. 
I used to have symptoms of the Eeyore anointing. <laughs> Nobody wants Pastor Eeyore. <laughs> Hello, everybody. I'm Pastor Eeyore. I'm in part 85 of my series. Why things are only going to get worse. It's good to have all two of you here. Mom, it's great to see you again. <laughs> and it's good to have my wife here as well. <laughs> People don't tend to want to follow hopeless leaders yeah I want what you have no, it's a, so there's the hope because my, my hope level and this we're really saying okay know what to believe so what helps me to know what to believe is if I don't if a belief or conclusion doesn't have hope attached to it, that's a belief I'm not to believe. Because my hope level is the indicator of whether I'm believing lies or truth. Got a lot of hope believing a lot of truth, don't have much hope believing a lot of lies. Now, and there's no condemnation if we're believing lies. Because we're all believing lies about something. But again, if we don't know what our problem is, we have a real problem. I didn't know what my problem was. So we, we look at this case. So, okay, what do you know? Know what to believe. And part of it is just uh, we have a, a five-month transformational mind renewal course. Chip, you're in that? Yeah, you like that? Yeah. It was in from, we'll do it again. It was September to beginning of February. It's our greatest content. It's like a, it's a school. Again, it's about three hours, three, four hours a week. And it's a five-month journey on radical mind renewal. We'll do it again starting this September. And there's the five steps of radical mind renewal. Step one is understanding basically our hope levels, the indicator of whether we're believing lies or truth. The month, month one goes after that. All right. That's the main indicator. Number two is to put language. Month two is to put language to the lies that are creating the lack of hope. Because once we're able to actually say, I believe this. You know, sometimes it's painful to know what we believe. But once we bring the lie out of darkness and into the light, then we, then we can actually look at that I mean whether the lie is <clears throat> again some of them that we laughed at last night and we can laugh again uh, the lie that you are a failure let's laugh at that haha <laughs> uh, I okay so really saying okay I, I actually believe I'm a failure just just that's great information or that I'm unworthy to be blessed let's laugh at that haha <laughs> <laughs> or um, I believe my prayers are not working for my family. 
Let's laugh at that. Uh-huh. Yep, I actually believe that. Yep, I believe they're not working. Again, that's great information. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, believing that um, I will never get out of debt. Let's laugh at that. Ha, ha, ha. Yep, I believe, I actually believe that. I'll never get out of debt. It's just too hard. Or believing it can be as simple as the belief that I don't remember names well. Let's laugh at that. Uh, yeah, I believe I don't remember names well. That's great information. Mm-hmm. That's what I believe. I believe I'm not good in the prophetic. Whoop, yeah, let's laugh at that, by the way. Uh, yep, I believe that. And it's, that's powerful. It can be painful, but it's powerful. But then we compare that belief with what the word says. Okay, is that what the word says? Does the word say my prayers aren't working? Does the word say I'm not worthy? Does the word say I'm not prophetic? Does the word say I don't remember names well? Does it say it? No. No, because, I mean, even that one, I got a sound mind. I got the mind of Christ. I got wisdom. So that that is, and then we go to month three, which is, that's where we bring the joy of the Lord into the renewing the mind journey. And, and we laugh. We, we bring the laughter. And sometimes we're not ready to laugh. I mean, there's some lies I, I wasn't ready to laugh at. Yep. Give me a little time. I finally look at that. Oh, it's kind of painful to look at. Yeah. But eventually, I want to bring the joy of the Lord into my renewing the mind. Because if, if, I, if I don't do that, then it just becomes burdensome. Man, when I, when I first realized how many lies I was believing, that, that was painful. Because I, I just... I realize everything I believe is a lie. I'm walking around. I'm just, uh, I don't know what to do with it. I, I, I think about my money. Nope, can't think that. Because that's a lie. It doesn't have hope on it. I look at a person. Nope, can't think that. I don't have hope for them. Don't have glistening hope for them. Mm-hmm. Can't, I didn't know what to think. And, but then, then I, when I was able to start laughing, it started to take the pressure off, and laughter is a weapon that disempowers lies. Like, here's a lie that I, I believed. Sometimes still do. Let's laugh at it. It's a, it's a deeper lie. Um, I am a victim of other people's perceptions of me. <laughs> I used to believe that. That's great information. Yep. I believe because of how other people see me, I'm limited. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you start, you start going deep into that. Uh-huh. All right. Is that truth? No, that's not the truth. I'm not a victim of anybody. I'm not. I'm a, the only thing I'm a victim of is my own beliefs. Or, or, or just thinking... Just that I, I, I believe for a long time that I was less than other leaders. I was less than. I, I got that out. Okay. I feel and I believe I'm less than other leaders. 
it was tied into the there's something uniquely wrong with me lie. Yep, I believe there's something uniquely wrong with me. Let's laugh at that. Ha uh-huh. ha. If you feel that, welcome to the club. Welcome. Glad to have you. Because <laughs> everybody feels that to some degree. We all do. Yeah. Because, I mean, none of the lies, we all face basically the same lies. And that kind of makes me feel good. Hey, I'm not alone. <laughs> I just remember that one, just that there's something uniquely wrong with me. And Holy Spirit said, Steve, you want help with that? I said, yes, I do. He said, well, first of all, there's something uniquely wrong with everybody. That's why I sent Jesus. And the second thing he said is, get over it. <laughs> Turn to your neighbor and say, get over it. Get over it. But yeah, knowing what to believe. I mean, to know what to believe is... First of all, to figure out what I currently do believe. What do I believe? I mean, so much of what I, I mean, God took the, the phrase out of Genesis 3.11, who told you that you were naked, took the phrase, who told you that, and just talking to me all the time. I'd say, I don't have the gift of healing. Let's laugh at that. <laughs> Holy Spirit said, who told you that? Who told you that? Oh, that's a good question, Holy Spirit. Let me think. Probably not you. I know who told me that, my past. So why do you call yourself by your past rather than who I call you? <clears throat> uh, well, Lord, the reason I call myself by my past rather than who you call me is because all the other Christians around me do it, and I thought I was supposed to, too. Let's laugh at that. Ha, ha, ha. I would say I am a disorganized person. Let's laugh at that. Ha uh-huh. ha. Who told you that? My wife. <laughs> that was my past. My past told me I'm disorganized, so I call myself disorganized. That's what I do. Lord says, well, it's bummer for you. Bummer for you. Because, Steve, you like to get your beliefs out of the past. You like to call things by the past. I like to call things by the future. I thought you said you wanted to be like me. Well, Lord, I thought being like you was just acting like you, not thinking like you. I thought being like you was just acting like you, not thinking like you. I want to start a whole new movement, WWJT. What would Jesus think? I would say this. This area is hard for the gospel. Let's laugh at that. Ha, ha, ha. Ha, ha. 
Holy Spirit said, who told you that? Past. A couple prophets mentioned it too. Uh-huh. How many know the purpose of prophetic ministry is not to be primarily diagnostic? The purpose of prophetic ministry is not to diagnose somebody's past or a region's past and give an identity based on that diagnosis of the past. Now, we may, a word of knowledge may bring out some things of the past. You've gone through a very difficult season. You've, you've experienced great pain in your life. That's not prophetic. That's a word of knowledge. And if we stop there, and, and then we're not prophesying. And there's, I mean, there's times where a word of knowledge, but the purpose of a word of knowledge is to give faith for the prophetic. So that actually that person can build their faith to say that person's connecting to the Lord about me. But then the, the prophetic word is, is to break off their agreement with past experience. That's, again, that's what the angel did with Gideon. And, and the strongest prophetic words have clear identity statements in them. The, the angel told Gideon, he didn't say, Hello, one who in the future is going to do mighty warrior exploits. He said, hello, mighty warrior. He, he told him who he was. Because the greatest lies that are connected with us is who we believe we are. It's our identity. Those are, those are, those are the biggest lies. And the reason we love to give identity and prophetic words and the reason why I'm talking to preachers and teachers who've been teaching on identity so much uh, is because we can't consistently do what we don't believe we are. If I'm trying to act righteous and I believe I'm a sinner, I'm in disunity with me. So I believe who God says I am. The prophetic breaks off the agreement with negative past experience. It's one of the main purposes of the prophetic. So I'm told who I am. And, and so... You know, what, what do I believe? You know, I said, this area is hard for the gospel. Well, when I went to Weaverville to pastor in 2001, the first week I'm there, someone comes up to me and tells me these words. Steve, Weaverville's hard for the gospel. They tell me those words. First week I'm there. And I knew if I believed that, I'd become the biggest problem in my city. That if, if I saw my, if I called my region hard, that would be a bigger problem than anything the devil's doing. 
I'm not going to deny it has been hard, but I'm not going to call it hard. I'm not, I'm not in denial. Man, it's, woo, we have some challenges. Oh, my. But I'm not going to call it hard. Because once I call it hard, again, I, if I called it hard, I'd be a bigger problem in my city than anything Satan's doing. Because the only thing that can empower the devil is by believing his lies. Yep. Why don't you just turn to your neighbor and say, I think that's a good word for you. I'll share for a few more minutes and then... Robert from my team is going to help close this session, close what I'm doing, and then we'll have a, f a few words from Renee and Charlotte. We'll take a break, and then we'll do part two today. You guys good? Yeah. So know what to believe. Well, again, to know what I'm supposed to believe, it's helpful to know what I actually do believe. Hmm. And again, I'm really a student of my, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. I really want to listen to me. I love listening to me. <laughs> I remember when I heard myself uh, speak words that I, that I had great faith in jet lag. I remember, yeah, because I, I travel internationally. And, and I remember um, just hearing me talking about jet lag and talking about how big of a problem jet lag was. And the Holy Spirit said, who told you that? <clears throat> well, the experts told me that. My past experience told me that. Yeah. He said, did I tell you that? Uh, no. And so, again, I'm a, I'm a spiritual experimenter. What I did, I decided uh, I'm, I'm going to... I'm going to do an experiment and not believe in jet lag anymore. I'm, I'm going to believe in jet bounce. <laughs> I've got to, instead of talking about jet lag, I'm going to talk about jet bounce. Whew. Yep. And I traveled to Germany. By the way, we love Germany. Winfried and Lydia. Yes. When I travel to Germany, I'm worried that I'm going to have so much jet bounce when I get off the plane that I'm going to run up to the host pastor, grab him by the lapels, and say, I demand to do a meeting right now. <laughs> it's been fun. I mean, I, I created an identity for me. I'm a person of radical jet bounce. I'm a jet bouncer, not a jet lagger. Jet, now, doesn't mean I always have jet bounce. Uh, but I'm a jet bounce person who occasionally has jet lag experiences. <laughs> the Bible says, let the weak, what, say I'm weak? Oh, strong? That's what you said back there, strong? Okay, that's right. <laughs> Let the weak say I'm strong, Joel 
and let the person who's in a weak experience keep agreeing with God by what God says. It's not about denial. It doesn't say let the weak say I'm not weak. If you're battling weakness, get prayer, go to the doctor, get counsel, but, but don't call yourself weak. Call yourself strong. Just say I'm strong. Say it again. Mm-hmm. You may be strong having a weak experience, but you're strong. I'm a strong person who occasionally has weak experience. I'm a great husband who sometimes has non-great husband's experiences. <laughs> but I'm a great husband. I'm a sensitive person who sometimes has non-sensitive experiences. <laughs> yeah, that's me. I'm a joy-filled person who at times has non-joy-filled experiences. But I'm a joy-filled person. That's who I am. I'm a, I'm a person with a high-level healing anointing who sometimes has non-high-level healing anointing experiences. But I am a person of high-level healing anointing. And you say, okay, know what to believe. And really, the second most important question in all of life is who we say we are. The first is who we say Jesus is. That's number one. Second is who I say I am. Second most important question of all of life is who I say I am. And I'm not who my past says I am. I am who God says I am. In, in 2 Corinthians 10, 4, and 5, it says, The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty in God to the pulling down of strongholds. We demolish arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, taking every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. So the only, again, the only command that's given in the most quoted spiritual warfare passage is to take every thought captive. It's to change how you think. And it says we demolish arguments. I believe the greatest argument to be demolished is the argument of past experience. The weapons of our warfare. God's given us weapons to demolish the argument of past experience in our lives. And it's his word. It's his truth. All right. We are going to, let's see. Robert, are you ready? Hey, Rob, give it up. Everybody say hi, Robert. Robert's going to, he, he, there's a mic somewhere over there. Robert's been listening. And, um, you know, his assignment is just to kind of focus in on what he senses Holy Spirit's been doing in this meeting, what he's been saying, and then just bring it to some level of being able to land this plane. Yep. Yep. And so I'm excited, Robert, to hear. I know because you've been you've been over here, I mean, yeah, about ready to blow up. Yeah, I know. I know <laughs> yeah, I, I, yes, yeah, Steve. Um, <laughs> God morning, everyone. I'll, I've got 28 points here, but I'll I'll just gonna just yeah. I'm not gonna take you through 28 points. Uh, before we before I just do a short uh, review because I know you want to go and have coffee in the restrooms. Uh, just turn to your neighbour and say, "Wow, that was good." 
That was good, wasn't it? Wow. Yeah. Um, and by the way, it's May 1 today. Uh, May is a month uh, of miracles. I, I, wa I want you to contend for that. There's grace on this month for the miraculous. You know, uh, April was uh, an abundant month, um, but May is going to be, we're going to see miracles. We've already seen some miracles this morning. May is a month of miracles. Can you just say that with me? May, May is, is a, a month, month of miracles. miracles. Let's say that one more time. May, May is, is a month of miracles. miracles. Whoa. Uh, so Steve started sharing about the, uh, the, the 12 experiments on, on his blog, his recent blog. Um, and he mentioned that leaders experiment. And he gave some examples of, uh, of that. And um, I want you to ask yourselves, when was the last time you did something for the first time? Yeah. I want you to make that a, you know, one of your to-do uh, items from this conference is to go away and experiment. Steve mentioned that I'm an experimenter, but so should you be. And so some of you are already. Just, just dial it up, right? Whether it's a, a, a book that you want to read, get a group together and start meeting weekly, uh, whether it's speaking in tongues, whatever it is, whether it's a, a month for communion where you do communion every day, find something to experiment because that's where we find our growth. So when was the last time you did something for the first time? And also with that, Steve, when was the first time, or when was the first time you did something for the last time? Because there's some things that you're doing that you need to cut out of your life so that you can go deeper. Whoa. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Whoa, what do you mean Whoa. by that, Rene? Um, uh, an explosion of hope causes forward movement. Wow, let's keep moving forward. Um, I like that just a reminder. If things are making sense, those of you that prophesize, that speak into others' lives, and I think that's everyone in this room, remember if it's making sense to the person, we're not prophesizing at the highest level. Well, so don't be afraid. Uh, you know, I remember the first time it happened to me where someone said, well, that doesn't make any sense to me. However, I met that person some days later, and they said they, they took it to the Lord, and the Lord explained it to them, and it made a lot of sense then. Whoa. So good. Oh, jet lag, jet lag to jet bounce. You know, uh, as I said, yeah, I mean, that's just taking control of our tongue. Uh, as Steve said last night, our tongue is, our, is the rudder for our lives, right? And um, we can empower or disempower ourselves by, by what we think and then what we speak. Yeah, we can change our lives in a moment just by, by taking control. Yeah, so take every thought captive. Can you say every thought captive for me? Every thought Good, let me just give you one more. Tiger anointing versus Pastor E. Oh, I know which one I prefer. And then just one more, Steve. Cool, okay. Um, and again, it's been said several times. Hope is the belief that the future, join me, will be better than the present. And I, say I. I, I have the power to make it so. Um, every morning, and Charlotte will, will confirm this, I, before I get out of bed, usually, I say, this is going to be the best day of my life so far, and I have the power to make it so. And this morning, guess what I said? This month is going to be the best month of my life so far, and I have the power to make it so. Thank you, Steve. Wow. Thank you, Steve. Oh, well, you're welcome. Thank you.
What do you want to do? You want to just pr- want you to just pray into <clears throat> all of these great people yeah. who's watching online. Yeah. Just yeah. seal what's happened so far, Robert. Whatever, mm. whatever you want to do with that, yeah. then we'll have mm. the team come up. And yeah, I just want just just do this. Um, just close your eyes and and just reflect back this morning. What I've just said, what Steve said this morning, what Steve said last night, and any other conversation that you've had. Um, maybe when you went home last night, maybe you shared something with a with a colleague or a call with someone. Just just bring up one thing that you're going to run with from from what we've shared with you so far, right? Is it being more mindful about the words that you speak out? What is it that you're going to run with? Just just take one of of the list. I'm sure you've got more than one item, but just take one item, bring it to the top, and make a commitment to yourself that you're going to as of as of this moment, start making that happen. Is it going to be you're going to experiment more? Okay, are you going to stop doing things that you really realize that are no, adding no value to your life? Are you going to start a new habit? Just, just take that now and make a commitment to yourself. Because as you know, Igniting Hope Ministries is about activation. And at the end of the day, we want you to go away and, in, and have greater intimacy with the Lord and have more success in family life and business life and church life. That's our ultimate wish. Okay, have you got that one item? Okay, maybe some of you are going to write that down in the coffee break. But please run with that. We want you to take away value from this, from the time that you're giving up to be with the Lord and be with us. Thank you, Steve. Thank you, each and every one of you. In Jesus' name, amen. Yes, amen, amen. Team, come on up. Let's do a few minutes of just, um, uh, we've got Robert here and Charlotte. They're married, if you weren't here last night. And then Renee, their third-year student at the Bethel School of Supernatural Ministry in Reading. And they're serving me this year. They're getting ready to graduate. Is it this week? (laughs) This Thursday's graduation. Give it up for them for three years of commitment and investing themselves and so just, uh, yeah, we'll just uh, pass the microphone just amongst you, just uh, giving words. And, and we just, um, I've asked them to pray about you as a group, individuals. There will be some individual words that are, are given, and we submit these words to the, the, to the Lord, to Scripture, to leadership in the house, your leaders, whoever over you. But this is a, a powerful time when we just say, God, we give you permission to speak. Charlotte, what are you? What are you hearing? Yeah, Steve, um, I have uh, some word for some individuals. Uh, first off, James. Yeah, I have a word for you, James. I hear the Lord say that um, you are the modern-day Peter. Yeah, you, you love the Lord, and uh, you're going to walk on water. God is going to take you. Uh, to do something brand new, and uh, we bless that God's going to take you to the places that he has for you. So I bless in Jesus' name. Yes, and uh, I have another one for this beautiful lady. What's your name again? Gary, yeah. Um, Gabby, Gabby, yes. I see Lord crowning you. I see you just like Esther. You have this exquisite, elegant, um, anointing on your life yeah i want you to stand right now just stand up to receive that in jesus name god has a specific assignment for your life he is preparing you he will continue to prepare you and when the time is coming for such a time as this you're going to release the power you have the anointing to change the city and the nation in jesus name amen 
Amen. And one more final one. I have a word for um, the gentleman with the purple top right here. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that's you. What's your name? Peter. Wow. I'm, yeah. Would you stand, Peter? Thank you, Lord. Yeah, Peter, I am seeing, um, I'm hearing the words, the word Jacob right now. And uh, I'm seeing literally right now the angels is surrounding you, surrounding you. And uh, I bless that you will have, starting to have major encounter in your dreams and vision. And God is going to... Prayer, you have some prayer that you have been asking for, and we're releasing angels right now, ministering over you. Even right now, I'm awakening your awareness of angelic um, surrounding over you. So God is saying that I never asked you to do it alone. I never asked you to do it alone. I have armies of angels around you. I have people around you. So I bless that in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. That was fire <laughs> come on um i have a word for uh for you uh for is that your wife yeah. for you can you stand up what's your name maria. maria um maria you were born to walk in the impossible god has given you a gift of faith not only in your life but in your family line you're a miracle worker. You are Ezekiel. You speak and the dead dry bones will rise up and live again. And if there's any struggle that you might be facing right now or have been facing in the near, near past, um, I see chains broken. I see that has no power over you. I see being um, being released. And, and I see a miracle, a miracle happening. Yeah. Are you, you guys are... Husband and wife, I believe, right? Um, yeah, you guys, you guys are are called to walk in the impossible. Your family is called to walk in the impossible. Your legacy is not going to be uh, uh, shortened, or it's it's going to be long. Amen. Yeah. Thank you, Jesus. I bless you guys. Um. You're, you're his brother? Is that interesting? Yeah. Can you stand up? Uh, your name is Steve. Steve, um, I saw the word gold over you, um, and I, I saw that um, you're, you're called to the marketplace. Um, I, I see you. I don't know. If, I, I, I know that you um, play drums, but I see you composing music, and, and these creative ideas and this just, like, ideas in any uh, kind of sphere that are going to
come out of you, that God is, has deposited already in you, and that um, they're going to uh, break through um, in the marketplace. And even though people, you know, are not going to know, you're not, you know, they're not going to be overtly Christian. They're just going to be, you know, songs and, and creations that you're going to come up with that are going to be speaking to uh, about God. Um, uh, people are not going to know that they're about God, but they're just going to be impacted and transformed by those creations that you're going to do. Yeah. yeah. And I have a last word for everybody here. Um, I hear that you guys are joy brokers that value laugh and the joy of the Lord. Wherever you go, you will bring joy to people that will cause even physical healings. I see nursing homes, I see orphanages, I see hospitals, and that you will bring a refreshing joy and, and uh, people will increase in hope. And you guys will see sudden miracles happening as you bring joy. I bless you guys. Did you say sudden miracles? Sudden miracles. Sudden miracles. You got something, Robert? Yep. Um, the gentleman there hugging the his daughters or daughter? Yeah. Yeah. What is your name, sir? Ian. Ian, just stand up, please, for me. Would you mind? Yeah. Ian, I see you as a modern-day Nehemiah. A modern day Nehemiah. You help, you help rebuild families, communities. You help rebuild churches. You help rebuild cities, and you help rebuild nations. Uh, I wanted to release that last night. It's really strong, and it was even stronger this morning. Yeah, the joy of the Lord is one of your many strengths. Just receive that. Thank you, Steve. Do one more? Yes. Um, it's kind of like a funny story. Uh, when I was in first year, um, we were in the prophetic, and they were saying, we want you guys to, to prophesy, to actually tell the future, not just like what I had for lunch yesterday kind of thing, you know? <laughs> so, you know, I was learning. I was taking risks. And um, just like uh, uh, you guys shared, uh, Robert shared, said, if you're not uh, prophesying, you know, you're not, you know, uh, you need to prophesy in a higher level. So I took this risk, and I give this word to this person, and I said, I just see Germany in your future. Like, you have to do something with Germany. And he's like, well, you know, I'm learning German, but I don't know about that. <laughs> you know, I don't know about that word with Germany. And I'm like, okay, well, you'll figure it out. God will tell you. But the last thing I want to say is I see a bridge between here and Germany. Um, and I believe that uh, there's going to be a breakthrough. Um, there's going to be um, there's going to be just like a, a a colonization. That's what I heard. A colonization of the kingdom of God uh, that is going to go from Arizona to Germany and from Germany to Arizona. Jesus' name. Yeah. Great word. Thank you, team. 
Yeah, give it up for them again. These guys are want to give away a couple books here, and then we'll do a break. And this is an upgraded version of uh, my book, Victorious Mindsets. We did a revised version. The old one used to be very thin. This one we've added new content to. Um, and it's called The Power of Intentional Thinking. Because renewing the mind isn't by osmosis. It's by saying, I'm not going to believe this anymore, but I'm believing this. And I mean, just some of the, there's 50 in here. And like one of the, here's a few of the victorious mindsets. I don't walk in regret. I adapt well to diverse people and situations. I encounter God by faith, not feelings. Having done all I know to do, I stand. I rejoice when others are blessed. James, you got this one? Yep. Yeah. J James, I'm concerned when I come back next time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <laughs> just what I might hear from you <laughs> and what might happen to you. And then this is um, a book, Let's Just Laugh at That for Kids. And I've got two versions of this, Volume 1, Volume 2. Each of them have 20 lies that kids are tempted to believe, and uh, four pages each. Actually, I'm tempted to believe these. Let me just, let me just share some of these in here. And you guys, uh, if you're ever tempted to believe them, you can laugh as well. Uh, number one is, it's not fair. <laughs> That's a lie, actually. Let me laugh at that. Ha <laughs> ha. It's not fair. Um, being a Christian is boring. <laughs> I'm too young to change anything. Ha ha ha. My parents are too strict. <laughs> That's a good lie. Lying will solve my problems. <laughs> Oops. I know who I want to give this to. Yay. All right, you know what I'm hearing about the next meeting after break? I'm hearing it's going to be the best meeting yet. Yeah, that's what, that's what I'm hearing. Maybe only second to the day of Pentecost meeting. <laughs> Maybe. So, James, you want to give some instructions here? Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Let's take a 15-minute break, and we'll come back at 10 after 11 for the next session. Restrooms are open, coffee. We've got books. Margarita will be there if you want books. Uh, one thing that we believe is that Information plus experience equals that true heart belief change, right? So what we're gonna we're gonna practice something during the break. So I want you to repeat after me. I set the course of my life with my words. I don't believe you believe that. I set the course of my life with my words. Everybody say it. I set the course of my life with my now here's your practice. During the break, next 15 minutes, tell three people that. All right? Tell three people and watch, the watch it show up. Amen? Let's go to break. <laughs>